Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, it's a mailbag episode. We got a lot of questions from you listeners. Really good stuff. We'll be talking about the third base situation, Will Smith, uh, Chris Taylor, Mookie Betts. Most of the Dodgers we're going to talk about because you guys ask questions about most of the Dodgers. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first lesson every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, and then you will never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That's my co-host, Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what we're doing today. And it's a special episode. We haven't done a mailbag in a while. There's been with spring training, everything going on. There was so much going on or so little going on at times that, uh, you know, it wasn't really mailbag material, but with the Dodgers first off day of the season on Wednesday, with that, you know, no game to talk about, let's do a mailbag. And we got a lot of really good questions from you guys. So thank you for that. And uh, I'll just put out a shout out right now. Remember, you don't have to wait for us to put out a call for questions. We are always available on social media or email or text or voicemail. I'll give you all that contact info at the end, like I always do. Although you can see our Twitter handles on the screen right now, if you're watching on YouTube. So feel free to reach out anytime. And, uh, you know, we, we answer listener questions a lot, even in non-mailbag episodes, because we have a lot of you who do send over a lot of interesting thoughts that, that sparks some, some thoughts for us and uh, turn into really good episodes. So thank you for that. And this one though is fully mailbag. So, uh, first of all, Vince, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Day off. This early in the season, you're like, you know, one day's off, but having been to four of the six games, I didn't mind a day off. Um, I, I get that. I had that same thought this afternoon. I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, by, by August, I'm like, oh, good, a day off, you know? But now I'm like, no, oh, I'm not quite ready for this. But uh, yeah, you going back and forth between Dodger Stadium, I get that. But uh, I haven't been to the stadium yet, and Dodger baseball is all I have to live for, except my wife and kids and whatever, you know. But uh, so I didn't care much for the day off, but it, it probably is a good refresher to get an occasional day off. Uh, should we jump into the mailbag? Yeah, let's get right into it. All right. Uh, our buddy Kevin at Blue Goon 82, uh, he uh, has a question about the Dodger shortstop situation. He says, how long of a lease do you give Chris Taylor and Miguel Rojas at shortstop? I'm not used to the Dodgers having any holes in the lineup, and it makes me die a little inside when I see Barnes and Rojas back-to-back. I mean, it's interesting that he's not used to seeing the Dodgers lineup have holes when we played Cody Bellinger <laughs> the last few years. And uh, at times, other guys are, are that are streaky weren't very good. But the question you know, Rojas, I think, I mean, you have to give him as much time as possible. It's not like, you know, Taylor did hit the homer the other day, but it's not like Taylor let the world on fire. So there's not really a for sure answer to play shortstop other than Rojas anyways. And you know, Rojas looked good in the spring. Obviously, we talked a lot about how spring stats don't matter, but approach matters and his approach looked good. And he's just, you know, not quite there yet now. I'm sure he'll figure it out at the very least, be competent. 
And yeah, when Barnes is in there, it's we'll, we'll get into this probably a little bit later too. Is hopefully it's more, not more than once a week, and if it is twice a week, that means they're getting Will Smith in other ways. But yeah, I mean, if your top of the lineup is doing work, you know, if Mookie, Freddie, Will Smith are doing what they've been doing, you can get by. If you're getting good defense and you know Barnes defensively can't throw the ball, but pitchers like throwing to him and Rojas for the, what we you know know and see is good on defense. Yeah, and I, I do expect Rojas to be a decent hitter, and I expect Taylor to to snap out of it. You know, Taylor had a terrible year last year, uh, but I I really do believe that a lot of that was health related, and I think what we're seeing right now is just one of those classic Chris Taylor slumps where. You know, he goes through stretches where he looks like he can't hit the ball and you wonder how he's ever hit the ball. Uh, but we saw the other night when he does hit it, he's still hitting it hard. And uh, and so, you know, I, I think Taylor is perfectly likely to snap out of it soon. Uh, but yeah, he's only playing shortstop right now because Rojas is dinged up. And uh, I think for the most part, Rojas, Rojas is going to be basically the everyday shortstop. And, and I'm okay with that. And, you know, if Willie Adamas or Tim Anderson becomes available at the trade deadline, I'm interested in the Dodgers kicking the tires on that, you know, but we'll have to see how their short step situation's looking. And really, the, you know, I guess the short answer to Kevin's question of how long at least do you give them is there's no other options. And so you you just keep playing them and, you know, work with them and hope they get better. But, you know, there's nobody better in the minors and there's not going to be any trades available for at least a couple months. And so, you know, you just roll with it. And like I said, what we'll see what happens, but I expect Rojas to be all right. Um, we mentioned Chris Taylor a couple of times, so we'll go to a Chris Taylor question from at Oso Saucy1093. So do you think the Dodgers made a mistake by extending CT3? He has always found him to be a reliable bat in the past, but now he looks just lost at the plate every time I see him. With Belly gone now, he's the one under the microscope. Yeah, I you know, a mistake it, it I'd have a hard time saying it was a mistake because Taylor, it was important to this fan base. He's important to the team. And, and like I said, I do think he's going to snap out of it at least to some extent. And it's not our money. Like the, the only reason I care about the Dodgers spending money is if it keeps them from signing somebody else, or if it keeps them playing somebody who shouldn't be playing just because he's, he's making a lot of money. And the Dodgers are pretty good at not falling into either of those traps. And we we see, I mean, Taylor, he's one of the longest tenured Dodgers, didn't even play the first two games of the season because he wasn't the best option. And so as long as the Dodgers are willing to deploy Chris Taylor the be, in the way that's the best for the team, I don't really care how much they're paying him or how long he's under contract for. Uh, because that that doesn't really affect me, you know. And so so far that he's gotten as much playing time as he has, mostly because Rojas got dinged up, and, and you know otherwise Taylor is going to be right now a, until he starts hitting the ball again. He's going to be a two or three times a week kind of guy more than an everyday player. And, and so because of that, I have a hard time saying it's a, it's a mistake that they uh, extended him. Yeah, I wouldn't use the word mistake. Obviously, it hasn't worked out the way they maybe wanted to. But 15 mil a year, realistically, not that much in terms of, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, this is handicapping them or even luxury tax purposes. You know, maybe they felt that way this offseason when they were theoretically maybe trying to get under it. But 
when it comes to him, it's like who, how many guys are you going to go put out there in center field and then put at shortstop and make the plays he's played made the last couple of days just for the defensive versatility alone, you know, maybe not worth the full 15 mil, but worth at least half at the, at the least. Um, and if he can get it going or, or catch a couple hot streaks here and there, once we get to October, maybe, you know, keep that magic that he's had in the past and he'll be fine. I, I you know, it's not that much money for it to be a mistake. If they had given them, you know, maybe 20, 25 mil a year, even then, like I said, not our money, but it might affect the way they go about their operations. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. Uh, we're going to come back in a minute. We have several more questions from you guys. We had quite a few about Max Muncy and the third base situation. So we're going to dig into those when we come back from the break. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first lesson every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar, too. Built Bar, you've heard us talk about Built Bar a lot on this podcast. It's the delicious protein bar that is healthy for you and also somehow tastes like a candy bar. They also have Built Puffs, which maybe taste even better. They're like chocolate-covered marshmallows that are somehow good for you. I assume there's witchcraft and sorcery involved or science. I don't know. I get those mixed up. But whatever it is, they taste delicious. They're good for you. And you can pick them up at Walmart or Sam's Club. You don't need to order online if you don't want to because you've got a Walmart nearby, right? Head on down there. You can get your Built Bar in person, or you can still go to Built.com and you can order online. However you choose to get your Built Bar or Built Puff, get it now and thank us later because Built Bars are awesome. All right, we are back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comment section below. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. Uh, as I said, I'll give you all the contact info at the end. Uh, but Vince, we've got quite a few questions about the Dodgers third base situation. And uh, maybe we go to Kevin's second question because it kind of ties into Will Smith. Uh, but uh, it also ties into another question. Kevin at Blue Goon 82, he said, it's hard to sit Will Smith. How do you keep him in the lineup while giving him enough rest? Uh, and he suggests maybe J.D. Martinez to the outfield or to the bench once in a while so that Smith can DH. But then somebody else asked about, uh, where is it? Oh, uh, John Cox at John Cox 76. That's John with no H, by the way. Uh, do you think with the young catchers in the pipeline – the Dodgers could experiment with Will Smith at third base. Uh, and so I think those kind of tie together, right? Yeah. Uh, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, at least the mention of it, uh, more so the mention of the other catchers maybe becoming expendable in trades. Uh, you know, if Will Smith continues to hit the way he's hitting and, you know, maybe they extend him. And then also, you know, how do you get Will Smith in line of more is one of the you know points I had last night. And yeah, it's, it's JD Martinez and it's, you know, he's going to get days off. And if he, unless he's lighting the world on fire, then maybe you do have to try some maneuvering or, or get Will Smith and then, you know, whatever the case is. 
But it's, you know, J.D. Martinez, hey, you're going to get one day off a week. Will Smith, you'll play DH, you know, once every two weeks and get one day off. You know, so that's two technically days off from catching, plus whatever off days they have in those weeks at a time. And then you're in there the rest of the time because the way he's hitting and if he continues to hit this way and as your number three hitter now, it's a lot different than, you know, number four hitter. A little bit different because, you know, last year, like I mentioned, Betts Freeman, Terry Turner played pretty much every day. That's your three hitter. A little bit more important, especially the way he's driving runs in right now. So, yeah, J.D., maybe an extra day off here and there. Yeah, here's a crazy idea for you. Uh, Will Smith at third base isn't really a day off for him learning a new position, you know, a kind of a demanding position. Uh, you know, that that's if they if one of the Dodgers prospect catchers was ready right now, maybe you consider that. But uh, but the fact is, you know, anytime Will Smith isn't behind the plate, Austin Barnes is. And so you want him at catcher as much as possible uh, and, and no other defensive position is a day off really, except for first base. And I don't know if you remember 2017 events. I know we've blocked a lot of that out of our mind. Do you remember though, that Freddie Freeman spent some time at third base in 2017? I don't, but that sounds. Yeah. The, the, uh, the Braves had fat Adams, uh, Matt Adams, but you know, I call him fat Adams. I'm fat. I'm allowed to call other people fat. Um, that's the lesson my uncle taught me when I was a kid, he was a good uncle. Um, I, uh, the, the Braves had Matt Adams who needed to play first base cause he couldn't play anywhere else and they didn't have a third baseman. And so, uh, Freddie Freeman played some third base and actually did okay. And, uh, I, I wonder if Freddie could play a little third base once in a while, if, you know, if Muncie continues to struggle or whatever. And so they did want to use Muncie's spot as a way to keep Smith in the lineup when he's not catching, you know, put Smith at first base, which is kind of a day off. And, uh, and and put Freddie at third base once in a while. You, do you think that's crazy or just crazy enough to work? I mean, it is crazy enough to work. Uh, I don't know how bad Muncie would have to be for them to consider that option. Or, well, first they'd have to teach Will Smith how to stretch, if we all remember the game in 2021 uh, when he was put, you know, when he was put at first base in a key game against the Giants. And, uh, you know, we all know how that went, if you remember. But – yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, Max Muncie is bad and they're, you know what, and they're in a divisional race and everything else. And then the trade deadlines, you know, prices for players are skyrocketed, anything, you know, of that nature. Then, yeah, it's crazy enough to work and it makes sense, but hopefully it doesn't happen. That means Max Muncie's hitting well and playing defense well and they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, hopefully. Um, we got a couple other Muncie related questions that we can kind of lump together. Our buddy, Joe Holt, Joe Holt at Joe N Holt. He says, do you think uh, the Dodgers will want to work Vargas out at third base, given Muncie struggled with the glove and uh big E at Eric M Herrera asks how much of a leash does Muncie get at third? His defense is really bad during this first homestand. Uh, and, and yeah, you know, his defense was bad. My overarching thought, though, is Muncie has been a bad defender before and then turned himself into a good defender. And, uh, you know, this could just be a little defensive slump, maybe taking the the grounder off the goodies, made him gun shy the other day, you know, because he has it does seem like he's been a little worse since then, uh, although he wasn't lighting the world on fire defensive before that. Um, but also it, it's been six games. And so 
you know, uh, Dino Ebel is good at working with infielders. You know, he's probably not Ron Washington level, but, uh, you know, I, I think with working with the coaches and stuff, I think Muncie might be just fine defensively. And definitely if he hits, like for, for me, when the, the question about how long a leash do you give him, I think that has a lot more to do with his, his bat than his glove because, you know, Cody Bellinger stayed in the lineup because he kept playing great defense in center field even when he wasn't hitting. If Bellinger had been playing bad defense, he would have been on the bench, you know, uh, with that bat. And Chris Taylor keeps getting at bats because he provides so much defensive value. And, and, you know, if Max Muncy, you have to provide either offense or defense. And if Muncy starts hitting, they will, they'll deal with the defensive issues. I don't think they're going to move Vargas over there. I think they like him at second base and want him to settle in at one position. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously Freddie Freeman isn't probably a, a likely option. I mean, they want to do that. They could just swap Freeman and Muncie where we know Muncie can play first base, but uh, you know, but realistically, I think Muncie, if he hits, it'll be worth it. Even if he continues to be bad defensively. And I'm not convinced he's going to continue to be bad, at least not this bad defensively. Cause last year he was perfectly fine defensively at third base last year. It's been a step back this year. And so I'm relatively confident that he can take that step back forward. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Muncie, like you mentioned, look bad at other spots and then make himself into a comp, you know, competent, if not good, defensive player. So at first base, we've seen that second base, you know, third base, he played sparingly because Justin Turner was always there and he had to get into it more last year. And he's a guy that I trust is going to put in the work if he needs to, if, you know, if the defense really gets that bad. And the other part of that leash is if the Dodgers are winning and how the other teams in the division are doing. You know, if, the, if we've seen the Dodgers give long leashes when they have a big lead or when they're doing very well or they're not necessarily in a divisional race. And we've seen 2018 and 2021 when they were in a close divisional race and the leashes weren't that long and they had the line changes in 2018. And, you know, 2021, they kind of stuck to their guns or who had the hot hand a little bit more than they did normally. So, yeah, the leash goes with yeah, him hitting one also to how the Dodgers are doing and relative to the rest of their division. But, you know, I expect him to be fine defensively. He's not going to win a gold glove, but he'll, he'll make all the routine plays and hopefully some of those plays to his right because that's really what's giving him issues in some of those backhands. Yeah, and Derek Jeter proved you can make the Hall of Fame without being able to go a particular direction on defense. So, uh, But that's because he kept hitting for the most part. Uh, we're going to come back. We've got uh, a few more questions to get to the rest of this. I think that covered our Muncie and third base segment. So, uh, please continue to keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So Rare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to serve as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in So Rare's current brand campaign and will engage with the So Rare community throughout the, the season at MLB events. So it's a fun game. If you like fantasy baseball, this kind of takes it to the next level with collectible digital cards 
to go along with it. It's it's a cool next step and uh, seems like a really fun game to play. Just head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's S-O-R-A-R-E dot com slash LockedOn to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. All right, we are back. One last segment here, answering some more questions of yours. Vince, you want to find our next question for us? Yeah, I'm going to put a couple together. They're not directly related, but we can find the way to to relate them. One from at the real Steve FR1. He said, who should play left field versus right-handed pitchers, Hayward or Peralta? And then one from at Chris Astokil C. I don't know if that's a name or not, but... He asked, where do you see Betts playing more consistently this season, infield or outfield? I feel like there's an answer here that might uh, touch on both of those questions. Yeah. I, Mookie's going to be in the outfield for the most part. Uh, he played. He's played second base, what, twice this year? Uh, once because Vargas got a regular day off and once because Vargas was slightly injured. We'll see. Uh, you know, the Dodgers head to Arizona to start a four-game series today. And it'll be interesting to see if Vargas is back in the lineup. If not, yeah, Mookie, he, he is basically, for all intents and purposes, the backup second baseman. And so part of how much we're going to see Mookie in the infield depends on Vargas. But if Vargas is healthy, he's going to play, you know, five out of every six games at second base. And, and you know, Mookie will probably get most of the starts at second that, that Vargas doesn't, although Chris Taylor can also play there. Um, you know, th- there's other options. But, uh, yeah, Mookie is still a right fielder. He's still a gold glove right fielder, the best defensive right fielder in baseball, and they're not going to move him to second base on any sort of permanent level. Uh, I think they do like uh, getting him a break defensively. And, you know, with his collision with Hayward the other day, uh, it's kind of funny, you know, the collision uh, makes Mookie's ankle sore and so might make it more likely that they might want to put Mookie at second base to give him a little bit of a break, but also the collision happened because Mookie was playing out of position and didn't, you know, uh, he, he went too hard for it. And, you know, you can see Hayward calling him off and, and, you know, ultimately they made the out and, and nobody was seriously injured. And so uh, all's well that ends well, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I, I like Mookie at second, but I love Mookie in right field. Yeah. And this, you know, Mookie only plays second more consistently if one Vargas gets injured, and hopefully not. And two, if Vargas, you know, they get through a month, two months, and he can't hit right-handed pitching or any pitching um, for that matter. And if that becomes the case, then Mookie would likely and Hayward and the other guy and Peralta also continue to hit well then Mookie could play a little bit more second base against right-handed pitching. That way they get all the lefties out there in that field with Outman, Hayward, and Peralta. So that's the only way that happens. So, yeah, Mookie, right field for the most part, occasional second base, although it is fun watching him play second base. It's fun watching Mookie bets on a baseball field in general. Uh, but when it comes to you know right-handed Peralta or Hayward, this is honestly, I think, going to be one where right now it's Peralta, and then if Peralta doesn't hit and Hayward keeps hitting, then Hayward might, you know, get some more of those at bats or they try to fit him in more. And if, you know, Peralta keeps hitting and, and Hayward also keeps hitting, I think Peralta keeps it at, or they do try to get, you know, Miguel Vargas a day off a week where Mookie moves a second and they get all the outfielders in, in, out there. But I think right now, like we saw opening day, Peralta 
if you know anything changes in that regard, then we'll see it flip flop the other way. Yeah, the Dodgers have six outfielders on their active roster, and four of them can only play outfield. And, and so, you know, Mookie and Taylor are the two guys who can play the infield when you need them to. And, you know, according to MLB's depth chart, the Dodgers don't have, they only have four infielders on their roster. They're counting Taylor as an outfielder. And so literally they have Freddie Freeman and Miguel Vargas and Miguel Rojas and Max Muncy, and that's their infielders. And so, yeah, the, you know, their backup infielders are two of their outfielders. Uh, but, you know, it's really going to come, like you said, it's going to come down to who hits. Uh, and, you know, there, there's enough right-handed pitching. You know, most years the Dodgers face about three times as many right-handed pitchers as left-handed pitchers. And so even if they went with a, you know, it, with Hayward and Peralta splitting time in left field against right-handed pitchers, they're both still getting more at-bats than the the right-handed hitting part of that platoon uh, against left-handed pitchers uh, just b- because of the, the nature of, how many pitchers there are. And so, you know, uh, Hayward has definitely shown something the last couple of days. And if this is actually new Jason Hayward or current Jason Hayward, yeah, he's going to get plenty of playing time one way or another. Uh, if it's, you know, if it was a hot streak and he, you know, we, we've talked about, it. he started spraying hot too, hit a couple home runs, hit the ball hard, and then kind of took a step back. And so that could happen again. And maybe he goes cold. But if he stays hot, they're going to find at-bats for him one way or the other, whether that's in left field or center field or right field. And with, you know, the defensive flexibility they have between the outfielders and different outfield positions and a couple guys who can play the infield, they'll they'll find at-bats for Jason Hayward if he keeps hitting. And same for Peralta. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh, – Probably one more we got time. Yeah, one more. Um, I'm just trying to think which one we, we have a couple more questions, but we don't have time for all of them. Uh, I, I kind of like this one from Greg Morris at G Morris 44 are the Dodgers built, uh, offense, defense, and pitching for a postseason against the likes of the Padres, Phillies and Yankees or Astros. Yeah. I mean, if you go based on the first week of the season, the Dodgers are the Phillies didn't win a game for a while. The Padres are middling and so are the Astros and so are the Yankees. So do they have it built? Yeah. Do they have the offense? Yes. That top five offensively between Mookie, Freddie, Will Smith, and then, you know, JD, Max Muncie stepped down. That's a good enough offense, you know, and, and to get to score runs and the bottom of the order with Vargas and Outman, if they continue to play, even what they've been doing, then obviously the offense is built there defensively the outfield defense is going to be good regardless of who's out there if it's hayward outman peralta if it's hayward outman trace if it's mookie outman you know there's really no combination you know chris taylor too all their outfielders are plus defenders so outfield defense is good behind the plate with will smith you're good um and then around you know max muncie would be maybe the only real liability at, at third base miguel vargas has made all the plays that he's needed to so far so there's no reason to think he can't hold it down um and then pitching wise no, this is going to be, you know, as the season goes, we'll see. The starting pitching right now probably can compete with anybody. And definitely the first time through the rotation, they're competing with anybody in terms of, of starting pitching arms. What it comes down to is the bullpen. The bullpen hasn't looked the sharpest so far, but they're also not at full strength. Daniel Hudson should be back at some point. You know, hopefully Jimmy Nelson figures it out and he gets back at some point. They'll pick up Alex Reyes. 
you know, near the middle of the season. And he's a guy that's, you know, closed big games before. So they're not even at full strength now. And, you know, they, they've done well, obviously, first week. Rockies, Diamondbacks aren't expected to be playoff teams, but Diamondbacks are expected to be decent. Rockies, you know, the Rockies are the Rockies. So I don't see any of those other teams having anything that's like juggernaut anyways. The Astros do have a strong lineup. Uh, they're pitching. You know, we'll see how they can do if without a full season without Verlander. You know, Verlander did make a difference on that team last year, and they were able to win it. And, you know, maybe that's why they didn't win it the other years when they didn't have Verlander when he was hurt. So, you know, that does make a difference. Yankees, you know, they got a ton of injuries. If they get healthy, yeah, they're a good team. But, you know, you're not worried about that till the final series of the season. And then the Padres and Phillies, I don't think the Phillies have, you know, strong, stronger pitching than the Dodgers. Uh, maybe their lineup overall might be better in terms of known commodities, but I don't think it's that much better um, if everyone's playing to their potential. And then the Padres are the Padres. I mean, we have we we know their top of the lineup's good. We're not entirely sure about their pitching. Their bullpen's blown a couple games this week as well. So I think everyone's still figuring it out. But I don't see any team out there that's like, oh, I'm scared to play that team in the series right now, currently. Yeah, and you know the thing is, for the most part. Postseason baseball is the same sport as regular season baseball. And so a team that wins a lot of games in the regular season, most of the time is built for the postseason. And, and the one exception really is starting pitching because in the postseason, most of the time you don't need five starters. And so a team can, can have a, a good five man rotation where nobody necessarily stands out, but they're all good and that can lead to more regular season success, but then not have as much benefit in the postseason. Other than that, though, I mean, last year, the Dodgers didn't lose because they weren't built for the postseason. They lost because they didn't hit with runners in scoring position. But a lot of those at-bats with runners in scoring position went to guys who hit really well during the regular season, including with runners in scoring position. It was just, you know, like like I said a couple uh, last month, like, the reason they lost is mostly because baseball is a stupid sport that's designed to break your heart. And, you know, it, it happens. And in 2021, they lost at least in part because Max Muncy and Clayton Kershaw got hurt the last weekend of the season. And so they were, they were beat up and, and that's not an excuse. The Dodgers are the first team ever to deal with injuries. It's part of baseball. Uh, but you know, the, the way to be built for the regular season or for the postseason is to have a lot of good baseball players and have them be healthy in October and not slumping. And that's not really something that a general manager can build. Uh, you, you, you don't do a job interview. Hey, do you plan on slumping nine months from now? Um, no, it's, you don't plan slumps. And uh, I don't think most of the time the slumps are because the pitching is that much better or whatever. Uh, it's just slumps happen. And when the slumps happens in October, you go for 20 with runners in scoring position and you lose to a team you ought to beat. And so, yeah. This Dodgers team, we'll have to see how the regular season goes, but you know, starting pitching looks good, offense looks good, bullpen uh, looks potentially good, and uh, you know, it, it's is what it is. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not ready to start stressing about the postseason yet. It's April sixth right now, so yeah. And he left the juggernaut Rays out of the equation. They they're undefeated and have won every game by four runs. So you know, they're built they're built for it right now. They're built for the first week of the season. Yep, and, and yeah, the Rays have some good starting pitching potentially. Yeah. So they could actually be scary even with their $17 payroll. So uh, like I said, we had other questions we didn't get to. We'll keep it in the hopper. You know, we'll we'll try to get to some of them over the next few days. Uh, if we don't, you know, 
we'll do another mailbag at some point, at least probably the next off day. I think this will probably be generally a tradition this season. Whenever there's an off day, we'll try to do a mailbag episode. Uh, but uh, Vince, you have anything else before we wrap it up? No. Uh, well, yes. Joe Holt also asked if I'm going to be in Arizona. I will not be in Arizona. So if the Dodgers lose, we, we you now know why. Yeah, Vince. Uh, no commitment, I tell you. Uh, if Joe wants to pay for gas, I'll be there. Um, that that that's going to do it for us for today. Thank you all. Dodgers kick off a four game series in Arizona today, and uh, it should be a good one. Hopefully, the Dodgers can actually win three or four of the four, like they should have in LA last week against the D-backs. But thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Now, for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're not watching and listening to Locked On Dodgers every weekday morning, we'd love if you add one or two days a month to your rotation. If you're only doing one or the other and want to do both, you know, you want to listen and then watch it on YouTube later, I fully endorse that idea. Uh, definitely subscribe wherever you're watching or listening, and uh, ideally both. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I am on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.